this tiny building. Um, there's two rooms, one upstairs and one downstairs, and I was downstairs practicing the piano and being really bad at it. And, <laughs> and I heard this like incredible, energetic music coming from upstairs. And so I went to see what was going on. And it was about like 30 of my friends playing these instruments. And um, Because I think that that's one thing most musicians will tell you that they knew that if they were playing a particular instrument that the ladies were going to be interested. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm not going to argue that point. Um, <laughs> what I will say is that I knew that playing in a, in a communal setting, playing with my, with my friends, was much more appealing to me than sitting downstairs by myself practicing piano. Um, so yeah, I mean that's, that's the honest. <laughs> I just wanted to hang out. <laughs> now, you're bright life. Bright eyes. Bright, oh, excuse me, bright eyes. So, some of the posts or the press about that mentioned that um, you had said that this was a new transition, a new period of time in life. Yeah. You just elaborate on that. Yeah, um, I had a daughter, so that was, that was a big thing. Um, my, my wife and I had been married for seven years, and so we like, enjoyed each other, and then we had a kid, <laughs> and so um, you know that that, that was like a, a, a big change for us, for the two of us, welcoming this third party into the world, um, and uh, and so I was kind of inspired to write some music at that point, um, and I dedicated the record to you know to, to her. She was when when she was, I started writing the song, the title track that we'll play in the next set um, before she was born, and then after she was born. My grandmother met her, she was born, she had gray eyes, and so when my mother met her, she started calling her Bright Eyes, and I was like, that's going to be the name of the song on the record. So. That's fantastic. What is your name? Victoria Ray. Victoria. All right. A little symbolism with Victoria. A little bit, yeah. My, my wife wasn't going to let me have a junior. I said, hey, boy, can you Victor Junior? No. But then when we got a girl, I said, can we Victoria, please? She's like, yeah. <laughs> now, you've gotten a lot of very, um, I'll say, supportive press from uh, the Washington, D.C. They love They love me. They yeah. love me. It, uh, no, literally, folks, if you have a moment, check out the press that they're writing about him in D.C. It's amazing. Uh, I want you to talk about your relationship to the media and, and what that means to you and how supportive that is. Um, I mean, it, it, well, it, it's incredible and it's, and it's really helpful. Um, because I'm an independent artist, right? So I don't have like a big re record label management company backing me. So you know, when I when I'm reaching out to venues and presenters and, and, and folks like yourself uh, and audiences, uh, one of the you know one of the, the the tools that I have is to say, you know, maybe you've never heard of me, but look what the Washington Post says about my <laughs> last show. Um, so, you know, it, it is, it's, it's wonderful. Um, the community in Washington, D.C., see, everybody thinks of D.C. as, like, the seat of the government and the place where Trump lives. But D.C. is, first and foremost, the community. And those people aren't D.C. Like, they don't, they don't, they don't live, they live there part-time. They're not the heart of Washington, D.C. So D.C. is this like beautiful, incredible, supportive community of artists and thinkers. 
Um, and, uh, and you know, we, we, we do, we have a great relationship with each other, with the jazz writers. They come out and listen to local musicians, unlike other cities, where like the jazz writers are only gonna go and check out national, you know, national acts. Um, so we, you know, we, we do, we have an, an amazing relationship down there. Right, that's great. And my final question for you, and then we can start getting the rest of the band. So oh, yeah, yeah, right yeah. yeah, let's make some music. Yeah, and then while they're making our way down, and this is something that's very important to um, myself and the others um, who are bridges, because they're all educators. I'm the only non-educator uh, in the group. You being an educator, can you talk about the importance of music education and, and, and how we as the community can help support more music education? Uh, insist that your schools, that your community schools, offer music as yes. that's that's like the first thing. Yeah. Go and insist. Go to school board meetings. Get involved. Support even if you don't have a child at the school. Go to the school and support their, you know, their, their musical endeavors. If they have a, a wind ensemble or a string ensemble, or orchestra, or jazz ensemble, go go to the school. Be in the audience. Um, encourage them. Encourage the young people. Um, you know, it, 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 it saves lives and it changes lives. And, it, and if, you know, if one half of 1% of the students that take a music class in sixth grade go on to be a professional musician, the, the other 99.5% still get these incredible life skills, teamwork, improvisation, you know, um, and, and project solving and all of the things you need to be in. A successful adult. So um, yeah, it's 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 indispensable in my opinion. There we have it, folks. Thank you very much. We're going to do the second set. Again, thank you so much for performing for Regis Entertainment. My pleasure. Thank you. Let's get that round of applause going. Sir.